Hello, and welcome to the Apostolic Church Liverpool podcast. We hope the message you're about to listen to will inspire you, will be a blessing to you, and give you perspective in life. For more of such messages, you can visit our website at www.tac-lona.org.uk. You can also access other messages and resources from our YouTube channel, The Apostolic Church Europe. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. Praise the Lord. So in the last um, three weeks, we started the book of Titus. Um, Pastor started with us with the introduction to giving us the overview of um, the book of Titus. So we started with the introduction, you know, give us the overview of the book of Titus, and then Pastor Allah took us on the ordained qualified leaders. And then the last two weeks, Dr. Mark has taken us the journey of um, silencing the first speakers. So we're moving forward now to um, chapter two, which is Christian obligations. What are the um, doctrinal teachings that are required of us as Christians? But today we want to zoom in down to the older and the younger saints. Uh, in other words, older and the younger um, believers in the Christian dawn. So that was what um, Paul was trying to use Titus to address in this book of Titus chapter 2. We move to the next uh, slide, please, Pastor. So introduction, we said, in contrast to the first teachers, which um, Elder Mark has taken us in the last two weeks, Titus was to speak the things which belong to every doctrine in this particular chapter two, which Paul was actually focusing on. So chapter two, verse one, literally translate that. However, what germs are to physical body, we all know what germs are all about, how it affected body and corrupted the body. If we've been infected by any germs or any, you know, diseases or whatsoever. First teaching is to a spiritual body the same way. It affected the spiritual body, which is the church. That is what first teaching is doing to the body of Christ, which is the church. And then uh, that Mark has actually took us through that journey in the last two weeks. So however, this particular chapter will be focusing on what um, Paul was trying to do here, blending doctrinal teaching and practical admonition together. This is the focus on chapter two, telling us or using titles to telling us about doctrinal teaching and practical admonition, practical efficacy of what should be a healthy um, doctrine or what we should be living as a good example. So, because these two must go together to pause discuss several different areas of ministry in the church and actually focus on the older men and the women. 
both the older men and the older women, the younger men and the younger women. So that is what we're going to briefly look at in um, Titus chapter two from verse one to eight. God help us tonight, uh, Pastor if you know. So that's our outline there, the older men and the older women. Titus chapter two, verse one to four talks about that. The younger men and the younger women from 4B down to and verse 8 talks about that. So hopefully we'll be able to wrap up those eight verses tonight. God help us. So Pastor, if you move. So the first outline that we want to focus our attention on is the older men and the older women in the church or in the body of Christ, as the case may be. So let's just have a read through what um, Titus put down for us. Chapter 2 and um, verse 1 to 4, it said, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Another verse we say, earthy doctrine, that the aged men be sober. Now, these are the quality or these are the practical admonition that Paul was trying to use here, using titles for us. That the age women, age men, or the elder men be sober, they should be grave, they should be temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. Then moving down to verse three, we start talking about the elderly women in the church or in the body of Christ. He said, the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becoming holiness not false accusers, not giving too much wine, teachers of good things. Therefore, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husband, to love their children. Praise the Lord. So let's now dive into it and start looking at it bit by bit. In fact, the verses itself has actually, you know, preached the whole message because it's well self-explanatory enough for us to understand. However, let's just look at some of the things that Paul was actually talking about using titles for us. He said, how easy it would have been for a younger man like Titus to misunderstand or even neglect the older members of his congregation we all understand from the introduction that pastor gave us when we started the book of Titus that Titus was a very young man, very agile, you know, move about and all that. So, and it's very easy if you are a young pastor, you know, to have this charisma, as we can see in today's, you know, generational churches and all that. When you have a charisma, a young pastor, and all his energy and his focus is, is just on the young people and all that stuff, neglecting the, 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 the older members or the elderly members of the church or of his congregation. So Paul is bringing attention of Titus to that important aspect of part of his member of his congregation. So however, I say church needs both the old and the young for the, for, the, for the successful gospel to actually preach all about. So we need both the young and the old all together. So they should minister to one another 
And then the, it was the grace of God. So this work Paul was trying to establish that it was the grace of God that enabled us to be able to bridge this generation gaps in the church. Because for instance, like I said earlier on that, if you look at the way, you know, generational churches of these days, especially when you have a young, vibrant, charismatic pastor leading a church, the, 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 the focus tends to be more on the younger people. However, Paul is trying to encourage Titus as young as he was then, that do not put most of your focus on that area alone, which you can put on a doctrinal teaching for the elderly members of the church as well, so that you don't lose part of those membership. So, and one way to do this is for all members, young and the whole, to live up to the standard that God has set for our lives. And these are part of doctrinal teaching that Paul was pushing or using Titus to use in order you know, to make that church grow faster. Now, so what are the quality or what are the things that you know, is expecting of us? or is expecting of us as a church combined together. Now it started with the older men. Said the older men were to be sober. We look at from this verse two of from, from the verse two of that yeah, chapter two that we read. Said the older men were to be sober. They were to be grave. They were to be temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. We move, uh, we move to our yes. So what does that, what does it mean to be sober? It means to be temperate, which is a repetition of what he said on the other one. In other words, it means to be self-control. So elderly men in the church or in the body of Christ, because of their age, because of their experience, they were to have self-control. They were to be sober. They were to be grave, which means to be dignified, to live a life that is full of dignity, so that that we live as a good example to the younger men or to the younger generation. And when it says to be grave, it does not suggest a solemn person who never laughs, who always carry a strong face. You know, some people, I don't know how to interpret this in, in English, but I believe Pastor Allah probably will help me. You know, because when an elderly man, you know, when you're going out around and you be like serious face, like, you know, leju kokoko, so that they can say, oh, kubaba kuba. You need to understand. So that is not what Paul is trying to say here. Be dignified does not mean that, you know, you're trying to put on a strong face. So that people doesn't think that, oh, damn, it doesn't take nonsense and all those things. That's not what he's saying. You've got to be dignified, be grave means you've got to be, you know, be a, a, a very, a somebody that is approachable in love. Somebody that is, you know, tolerable, you know. So always with this time phase, yes, thank you, Pastor. You know, that is not what Paul is talking about. So there is a dignity to old age that produces respect. You know, when you carry yourself with dignified manner, you know, you are able to command the respect as elderly men in the body of Christ. 
and disrespect gives an older or elderly man a kind of authority. Okay, so when you say you uh, don't need to like put on that stern face, as we we're saying before, so that people can say, oh, it doesn't take no nonsense and all that. That's not what it's talking about there. It's talking about being dignified, carry yourself with such respect so that when you talk, people will be able to respect the authority that is coming from that, you know, as elderly men, because they tend to have this wisdom. God tends to give them the kind of wisdom. So another thing that is talking about it, they have to be temperate, describe an attitude of mind that leads to prudence and self-control as well. So those are the things that Paul was trying to say that as elderly men in the body of Christ, this is what you know should be a doctrinal teaching that titles should be given to these people, not only to focus on the younger members all alone. So it is the opposite of frivolity or carelessness that are being based on ignorance. So to be temperate, to be prudent, to be self-control, to carry themselves with respect. That is as far as the elder men in the body of Christ are concerned. So those are the doctrinal teaching that Paul was admonishing Titus to carry on so that the elder men or elderly men in the body of Christ can carry on with source and the younger men can be looking up unto them. Praise the Lord. So, and then if we now move down to the verse three, then, Yeah, if you move down to the verse 3, then that is when he starts talking about the elderly women. The so elderly women, likewise, that they be in behavior as becoming holiness. So if you go to our slide, Pastor. So elderly women, he said, likewise, which possibly means that in Titus verse 3, it means that the elderly women were to have the same quality as the older men or as the elderly men in the church, or the same quality of being sober, being temperate, being grave, being dignified, carry themselves with respect, and all that stuff. So they have to have the same quality, the same attitude, like the elderly men. However, the additional one that was listed for uh -huh. elderly women. So their behaviors, the behaviors of these elderly women must always reflect holiness. That's when he start talking about holiness. That is, they must not be slanderers, false accusers. So another version of that is said, they should not go around saying bad things about others or be in the habit of drinking too much, picking up gossip, spreading it. They must also be temperate in the year and the, in their use of wine. So another, another fashion says they should not be in the habit of drinking too much. And the one that Paul actually emphasized in this particular area is when it comes to the elderly women is that they should be teachers of good things. And this is where I want to bring the attention of our uh, 
virtuous, uh, virtuous women. So I want to throw a question. When he said teachers of good things, what does teachers of good things mean? I want women's contribution in this area. When Paul was emphasizing on that teaching that when it comes to elderly women or virtuous women in the body of Christ, they suppose or they are to be teachers of good things. What does that mean to us? This should be interactive. So I want women in the house to give us some feedback, please. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Right. Uh, I'm not going to answer the question. I'm not trying to attempt to answer the question because I believe our mothers will answer it. But what I want to say is that when we go back to that Titus uh, 2, then we can actually, yeah, maybe say, but speak down the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged may be sober. Okay, I think I like the fact that we emphasize the fact that what Paul is actually saying then clearly is that our creed, what we teach, what we preach must actually match what we do. And But the point I also want to bring out before we now answer that question is that, is that the aged may be sober, grave, no. So temperate, sounding faith in charity, in patience. Now we can break down smooth those things little by little. But what Brother Paul actually also said, I just want to emphasize here also, is that the fact that people are aged doesn't mean that they already have all these things. That's why he says you teach them. So it is not given. Otherwise, it won't be because the, 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 I think one of the things, because a cultural thing that we always have is that because this person is aged, this, this is the, which is good in most respect, that we believe automatically they have this. Yeah. yeah. But if they do have it, then Brother Paul will not say teach sound, that the aged man must be temperate, sound in faith, in charity, that is in giving, in patience, then the other woman. So the point I'm bringing out there is the point of teaching and doing. I believe the Holy Spirit will continue to give us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. And to, just to back up with what um, Pastor just said, if you look at the, our introduction, we said, Paul, what is being focused on this particular section is doctrinal teaching. Mm. Doctrinal teaching, as well as practical admonition, because the two of them has to go together. Mm. That is the emphasis there. If you look at the see our introduction, he said, we will find a blending of doctrinal teaching there. Because it doesn't mean that for elderly people, that because they are elderly people, they are aged people, it doesn't automatically give them those quality, or it doesn't mean that automatically they got those quality. That is why Paul was emphasizing on doctrinal teaching for Titus to go through all that, because 
the elderly people, they are as equally as important as the younger people in the church. However, because Titus was a younger, vibrant pastor, so Paul was saying to him that don't focus and put all your energy on the younger people all alone. Carry along the elderly people in the church as well. By doing what? Teaching the doctrinal teaching as well as practical admonition. So back to our women, our mothers now. Just a quick one, one or two, because we really don't want to take much time. Hallelujah. Yeah, like pastors say, you cannot give what you don't have. And um, one thing I believe is that um, because the young ones are looking up to the elder ones. So like now, if uh, I don't notice that I'm always uh, shouting at my husband and this and that, she might think it's the best thing to do. She might start practicing the same thing. So it's better we know how we conduct ourselves and then adding it up with the word of God as well, that to be a virtuous woman is not going around shouting at each other or you have to be a godly woman. You have to do what the Bible says you have to do. You have to be respectable. You have to respect not only your husband, people around you, it doesn't matter their age. So those things, the people after us are looking up to us to see those attributes. If they are not seeing it, which means we are not doing a good work. And uh, I thank God by, by the grace of God, the treasure women we've been talking about this was, we've, we've discussed about this before anyway. And as God is helping us, we are not doing bad. And I pray that uh, God will continue to give us strength to be a virtuous woman. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, man. That was bravo. That was fantastic answer. I love that. That is encouraging. Um, and I love the way our mother started and the way you know she actually ended it. That was what it actually meant to be teachers of good things. And that would still take me back to our introduction, which is involved practical admonition. You know, in the, in the same book of titles that we are reading, if uh, I don't know if Pastor can put it on the screen, um, the chapter two, verse four, but on easy to read version. I love the way he put that. You know, just that will give us a straight answer to that um, question. And that will back up what um, Mama Pick just said to us. If uh, I don't know if Pastor will be able to that on easy to read fashion if you look at is it coming up yeah verse four he said by doing the, the, the before that he said they should teach what is good yeah he said they should teach what is good that is the scriptural and uh, the, 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 the doctrinal teaching there. Now, the practical admonition that follows that is the phase four. Say, by doing this, they will teach the younger women to love their 
husband to love their children and it's just carry on to love their husband, to love their children, to be wise and to be pure, to take care of their homes and to be kind and to be willing to serve their husband and going down. So which will lead us to you know, the younger women teaching. So what I want to point out there is that when Paul was emphasizing on the fact that teaching, you know, teaching that they should be Yes, that it should be teachers of good things. That is what he's talking about. He's emphasizing on that particular area. Teachers of good things. Teachers of good things. And by doing as well. So the two of them go hand in hand. And I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We'll move on to our next slide, please. Sir. Sister um, Sorry, sir. Um, um, Elder, I just thank you so much for um, um, for that particular uh, statement that says teaching. I just wanted to ask that this old woman, um, this old woman of a thing, is it about age? Like we said, yes, we can categorize it as age because that is what determines that people are elderly or people are aged anyway. So it's categorized as age because we, we look at it that way. Uh -huh. Because when we look at if not, if not, if, if not, Paul will not have, you know, differentiate. So age is a very, very big factor that is involved there. Because how do we, how do you know that somebody is an elderly? It's by age. It's not by, you know, stature. It's not by body. It's by the age. So, and age will determine how long or how years of experience of that particular person, because that person has seen a lot in life. Mm -hmm. However, the reason why Paul is putting that teaching there is because it doesn't mean that because somebody is 60 or somebody is 70, it doesn't mean that they have got all those qualities. Mm -hmm. And then you we're going to see that uh, I don't know if probably we miss that aspect. If if you, if pastor go back to the older older men, there is something there that we miss. Uh, yeah, uh, just wait. Okay. One backward a bit, pastor. Just one slide back. Yeah. Yes, temperate describe an attitude of mind that leads to prudence. Forward, one, one forward, please. Seriousness of life and purpose are important in the Christian life, and especially now, this is where, where it analyzes, and especially to the elderly saint, elderly believer who cannot afford to waste time, for their time is short. Mm. So, somebody that of age of 60, 70, if you know that at least it's getting to the quarter two. So mm. however, those people, they need to be teaching because even though they are that, at that particular point of age, it doesn't mean that they probably have those quality. So Titus will remind them, re-emphasize those doctrinal teaching for them, mm. as well as, you know, using practical admonition for the younger ones. 
and we're going to get to that one in a minute. Mm. So the age has a big factor there. The pastor, Mommy, do do have uh, the uh, hand up uh, just before she comes up? Um, I just wanted to add that then the other side to also look at it from is whatever age you are now, this is a picture of the kind of old woman you want to become or old man you want to become. And so for me, I'm seeing a picture of this is how I want to be seen when I'm 70. This is how I want to be seen when I'm 60, 70, 80. And so I want to start imbibing those qualities right from now, even though. Practically speaking, this is speaking age-wise. Sister Anu. Yes, thank you, sir. Um, Elder, just a question to you. You know how you said some people might be that age, yeah, but they might not be, they might not possess these virtues yet. And that's why Paul is admonishing Titus to teach it to them and to make it a practical habit. So if this whole people are in this, this process, how do what would not be the state of the younger person? Like, like ah. I'm putting myself as a young woman. Say, for example, I'm in the midst of older women that are still in the process of um, achieving these virtues. Ah. Does that mean that if you do not discern that they have these virtues, ah. you're Some able not to trust their advice? Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I think Pastor Ola have just answered that question in a way. Because if you look, what you are saying in essence is that those people, they've got to that age and they, they haven't got that quality and they are still there in the body of Christ and all that. So to add, because people like, for, for instance, we don't know where those people are, you know, they, they are Christian journey. We don't know. So some people could be born again, maybe at age of 50, at age of 60, for mm. the age, as the, as the case may be. So it doesn't mean that, you know, they, they, they understand or they know the light. So, and thank God for grace of God, for the younger ones like us, or many of us, you know, in that age bracket. And like what, what Pastor has said now that I'm looking to live that kind of life with that quality when I'm getting to that age. Hmm. However, I want to be practicing that quality right away so that it doesn't mean that when I get to that age, that is when I want to start doing that. So now going back to your question, does that thing, is it a good thing to emulate or when you see people like that to actually, you know, follow them or lead you astray? No. If you remember what Aquila and uh, Priscilla and Aquila Aquila and Priscilla did for Apollos. Remember Apollo, the Bible says this guy is sound, is an established scholar. However, he only knew one thing, which is about the John baptism of the John the Baptist. That is what he knew, and that's what he's teaching people. Until those people now call him into, into place, and they now the Bible says they taught him the way of the Lord. So it will, it, the same thing can applicable mm. into a situation like that. You can be as young as you are, and because you understand all this quality over the over 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 time, and in the kind of avenue that we have today, you've been listening to Bible study and all that. So maybe an age or an elderly person actually just joined, mm. and they haven't gone through what you have gone through. 
So it doesn't mean that you cannot in love applique, apply the same virtue that Apollo and Priscilla do. If you remember where Apollo was teaching all those things, Aquila and Priscilla, they were in the same setting. They were in that teaching as well. They listened to everything. They didn't condemn him. They did not say, what rubbish is he talking about? But after the whole thing, they call him that if you do it this way, do it this way, this, this way, this is the way, this is the way. After so many years or after a few years, the guy changed everything. So the same thing can be applicable to that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Amen. Amen. So, and that's uh, move on down to uh, we're still on. Let's look at So sorry, sir. Just a quick one. I just want to say that maybe some younger people that um can't have that don't have that boldness to go meet a older person can actually speak to another older person that you see that virtue in to um to address such issue to teach as well um yeah it's good to have that boldness but practical in sometimes you don't you you don't have that courage to just go meet someone or elderly person and say eh, this is it this is this is what you have done but you can actually speak to an older person to speak to them as well to teach yeah thank you so much um, sister if, uh, that was a good one. However, even your own, because by their fruit, we shall know them. Your fruits, your own fruitfulness can actually, you know, do something as well because everybody watch everybody. Mm. So it doesn't mean because you are younger, the elderly people will not learn from you because they watch as well, they see. So you can use your own influence, your own fruitfulness to actually influence or change that person as well. Go on, sister and lioness. Uh, um, but yes, I understand that by their fruits, we shall know them and the fruits can affect. But in this case, they are supposed to be taught. This is not about um, um, using their own fruit so that somebody else can see it and then go along that line. But this, yeah. in this case, they need to yes. be taught. Like literally, it has to be orally passed down. Exactly. Thank you very much. And so that's, it's important to for, for 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 people like that to be taught. They may not. Some people like that. Some people may not even look at your side and look at your foot in order to um, change. I, I'm 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 talking about a younger woman, just like Sister Anu said, you know, and just like um, um Mommy Adebayo said now that you know it may not be easy to go to an elderly person, and they may not even be watching your foot to do whatever that you are doing. But in this case, it has to be taught. I'm just yes. saying. Praise the Lord. And mm -hmm. I want to believe that is the reason why we have women's of treasure or treasure women group mm -hmm. in the church, which I want to believe by the grace of God and by the spirit of the, uh, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, the leadership of that group are doing tremendous work in that regard. So those are the areas and not only that areas alone, because that area specifically deal with women issues and on that, and, and then we understand more about women's stuff. And we're going to get to that level now when it starts addressing the younger women. What should be the responsibility of the elderly women? What should be the responsibility of the younger women? However, 
That is why we have that anchor, that area in the church whereby there is treasure women that they have leadership that on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, they have programs that addresses such scenario, mm -hmm. you know, because it's not all the scenario that, you know, you have to talk to one-on-one -on -one to people and all that. Such scenario are being, you know, carried out with some programs, some kind of seminars, some kind of talks within themselves. And not only that, in the Bible study like this, this is another avenue. When we talk about it, we teach about it, because Bible says faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. So it's not only enough that you have to do one-to-one -one or one-on-one -on -one with people. So people can hear like this. Pastor, Pastor Davis was saying something earlier on. He said, it could be the spirit of God is multidimensional. It's not only single art. So it could be probably when that person is listening to something like this, a Bible study like this, that, that the spirit of God minister to that person and things change. It could be during your women conference meeting. That thing click and it changes. So that is the area those things are affected. That is why the spirit of God works multidimensional. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, thank you very much, sir. And thanks for all the questions. Uh, there's only one reason I'm just looking at it, just try to tidy up some few boots. Yeah, I like the fact that we, I want to also emphasize the fact that when we talk about older, older and older, we said age is a factor, but a factor, so many other factors. So we reason in the scripture, not in the world. So the in the in reasoning in the scripture, the Bible says in Proverbs 16, 31, just looking for Bible passage, it's a great year, though it's a crime. It is gained, it must be gained in a righteous life. That's Proverbs 1631. And that's a KJV put it a different way. He said, a great head is a must be, even though it's a crown of glory, it should be found only in the way of righteousness. So when we talk about all the people, we're talking about spiritual maturity. We're talking about people that, like we said, that we can point to them, we can see the fruits. We can actually see the fruits. And naturally you have, I think, uh, like Mom Regina said before, and we always say you can you cannot give what you don't have. You will see the fruits. And there'll be in because when people see fruit, they are naturally draw to fruit. People like to throw stones and go and pluck fruit. You'll be drawn because you can see in their lifestyle, you can see the maturity, the Christian maturity that we see there. And I think that's one of the reasons why Brother Paul is actually admonishing Titus to do that, so that this can be uh, a test lab for the younger one to see, so they can see that you can win by righteousness, you can win by obedience to the Lord ordinance and creeds. So those are the areas I want to quickly uh, bring in so that we know that also, that area is also multidimensional. But if you put it on the, on, the, on the scale of preference, I will go more for spiritual maturity. Mm. But spiritual maturity also, also comes sometimes with age because the more you, 
you know, Jesus Christ uh, finishes uh, ministry at the age of 30 and all of that. And Jesus Christ, we address disciples, those that hold and they said, little children, have you any food? Then somebody will say, ah, can you just start this calling all these big men, little children? But that is in the area of spiritual maturity. I pray the Holy Spirit will continue to give us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. So just to round up that aspect, he said, uh, one of the strongest forces for spiritual ministry in the church or in the body of Christ lies with the elderly people, elderly men and women, believers. And it's just a bit of say, those who are retired have time for service, you know, and that is even trying to emphasize the importance of age factor as well, as well as spiritual maturity, back up with spiritual maturity, just to emphasize what Pastor have just said now. So therefore, it is important that many churches or the Church of God or the believers help in organizing and mobilizing these important people for the development of the work of God in the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. So furthermore, the senior saint, which is talking about the elderly people, we need how to pray, which is, this is what pastor was trying to emphasize now, which is spiritual maturity, how to pray, teach the word, visit, troubleshoot, when there is an issue, when there is a chaotic, they will help in building the church, which is the body of Christ. So, and that is what spiritual maturity comes to play. Amen. Amen. So, and that leads us to the younger men and the younger women, which is uh, four to eight, that's um, chapter two. Say that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husband, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good obedience to their own husband, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhaust to be sober-minded, in all things, shield themselves a pattern of good works. In doctrine, shield in uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil things to say of you. Mm. And that is lead us to the younger women now. Mm. So as the godly, elderly women have the responsibility of teaching the younger women how to be successful wives, to be successful mothers, to be successful housekeepers. The younger women have the responsibility as well to listen and obey. And that is exactly what we talked about in the last few minutes. Because it's not only enough that, okay, you see all they said that you learn from them, especially those with the spiritual maturity. When they talk, because of their wealth of experience, years of experience, and all that, it is the responsibility of the younger women to listen and trying to obey. So the greatest priority in home should be love. So this is what this is what is now addressing the younger women to do or teaching the, the, the doctrinal teaching for the younger women, that for them to be good at home, they should embrace what is called love. The wife loved her husband and her children. She was well on the way to making the marriage and the home a success. Mm. 
So those are the admonition, practical admonition to the younger women. This is what Paul was trying to address. So we move on to um, chapter five, verse five. He said to be discreet means to be sober-minded, which is the same word that has been you know, refers to intemperate, which is the verse two, which is okay. self-control. Outlook determines the outcomes. So, and if a woman is not thinking rightly, she will probably not act properly. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that Paul is, I, I mean, Paul is trying to say that the younger women to actually learn from the elderly women, they need a correct and disciplined outlook on their ministry in the home. So self-control is the idea contained in this word. If a parent do not discipline themselves, they can never discipline their children because those are the things that Paul was talking about in that verse five or second Titus chapter two. So they will teach them to be wise and pure, to take care of their homes, to be kind, to be willing to serve their husband, then no one will be able to criticize the teaching God gave us. So that is what he's talking about, which analyzed down there that chaste means to pure of mind and heart. A Christian wife or a younger woman should be true to their husband in mind and heart as well. Then he made mention of keepers at home, which does not suggest that you know, they have to be like home as a prison where she must be kept. <laughs> However, what, he, what she's talking about is that to take care of their homes, to take care of their family. Those are the things, those are the attributes, those are the quality that is expected from the younger women. Caring for home is the idea. Guiding the house. Paul wrote in 1 Timothy 5.14, said, the wise husband allows his wife to manage the affairs of the household, for this is our ministry. They are in charge. Men, we are too busy. We are too busy with so many things, going on with so many things and all that. But women, God give them that grace to organize. They organize the children, they organize the house, they organize everything. Even sometimes there are so many things that men we have forgotten. It is mm -hmm. the women that will remind us, oh, what is the school fees, the school the fees for this, this, this for that, and all that. Because so many of us, we have so many things going on, but God has given them that grace. However, I think that is the reason why Paul is using that quality so that they can continue to embrace that. Amen. Amen. So good, he said, which can be translated to be kind. They need to be kind. She does not, not rule a household with an iron hand, but practices what is the law of kindness. They need to be kind, no, not only to their husband, to their children, to everybody around them. So he said, why the wife is busy at home? It is the husband who is the leader in the home. So the wife must be obedient. So that is why it, it talks about obedience, obedience to their husband, mm. to love their husband and children. So that's why it's talking about that. And however, where there is love, 
there's little problem with obedience because the love carries, covers, and everything. Uh, Pastor Davis, go on, sir. Uh, thank you very much, sir. I want to just uh, bring, uh, make an emphasis on that Bible passage so can, uh, that we read before, so we can see a very important order that Brother Paul would. Uh, if we quickly go back to uh, verse uh, three, I think three to four. I think we mentioned it before. It's, okay. Okay, he said, not giving too much teachers of good things that they might teach. So I like the part that said, teach them. I think we did mention that we use a particular version that time. Okay, anyway, let's use this one. Uh, he said, okay, we can use this one, this is fine. He said, the aged women likewise that they be, that they be in behaviors as become holiness, not false accuser, not giving too much wine, teachers of good things, so he said, teach the older one, that day. So the day now is the older woman might teach the younger women. So I'm looking at the scaffolding there. The scaffolding is that there is a particular ministry that Paul is actually telling Titus to establish the air. That that's a place of general teaching and that's a place of direct teaching based on experience, mature, uh, maturity spiritually from older women to younger women. And that also means by implication, there's a place of humility from the younger ones not to believe because maybe sometimes you're well-educated, you're more exposed that you don't need this. So I'm trying to correct this. I say, teach them. When they teach them, they will now. So meaning that, now, thank God for the women group, but there's a place where only women will come together and teach among themselves that this is the, this is how, and they give us this, how to love their husband, how to love their children, how to be self-control, how to manage your own, because one of the reasons is because uh, like a sword, like a weapon, these older women have taking some uh, some things, they've taken some mark in the time past. And so one of the reasons why they should teach the younger ones is so that they experience some of the good, the bad and the ugly they've gone through. The newer and the younger ones should not go through the learning by experience. So that's the area I want to emphasize, the areas of teaching for teaching. And uh, it's just emphasizing that area. The Holy Spirit continue to help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. So. Thank you so much. So I think that is the scaffolding that Paul went through. So then Titus, and this now take us to the, that is as far as the younger women are concerned, but now take us to the younger men. So Titus was to let older women, you can see this is what Pastor was just concluded now. Let the older women minister to younger women lest he get himself into a difficult situation because like what pastor just said now in fact is as if pastor was there when paul was doing was doing this thing you know because there are some things that it's only women that we understand mm. based on their experience how to be able to invite or to be able to teach that thing to within themselves that is why they have those women conference they have those seminars and all that and they have 
to the glory of God. They have good leadership that are leading in those groups to be able to teach them in those areas. If not, because Titus as a younger guy, as you know, charismatic man and all that, so that he will not get himself in difficult situation mm. in order to address most of those things. However, this is what Paul is now saying, that you, Titus, as a younger, charismatic person, you were to be an example to the younger men with whom you will easily identify. You can see how Paul you know, addresses those scaffolding, started from the elderly men to the elderly women, down to the, uh, to the younger women. Now is addressing the younger men now. Now is using titles. And don't forget where we started from the introduction, where we talk about two things that Paul was trying to blend together, which is doctrinal teaching. You can see all the one that we've been talking about is emphasis on teaching, teaching. Now, the second aspect of it is the practical admonition of it. And this is what Paul is now saying that Titus, you are young, you are charismatic. This is where you need to come to play now. You should be an example to the younger men with whom you can easily identify with. Exhortation and example where to be is true for building them up in the faith. Building who? The younger men. You have to exhort them, teach them, and you have to live as example to them. So Paul wrote more about Titus the example than Titus the exhortation or the exhorter. So if you look at the, from verse 6 to 7, you will see what Paul actually said there, where he actually emphasized that part of being an example. So can we quickly look at the chapter six and seven? Yeah, he said, in the same way, another version said, in the same way, but yeah, he said, young men likewise. But he said, in the same way, tell, I like the easy read, to, easy read version of it. He said, in the same way, tell the young men to be wise. You should be, yeah, this is lovely. So you see, this is where he's talking about titles, the example. He said, in the same way, tell the young men to be wise. You should be an example for them in every way. By what? The good things you do. So he's talking about the practical admonition now. It's not only about the doctrinal teaching, because that is, he has used that to address the elderly men the elderly women and part of his younger women. Now to the younger ones is using titles to be an example. So he said, when you teach, be honest and serious. You can see practical example of yourself and your teaching should be clearly right so that you cannot be criticized. Then anyone who is against you will be ashamed because you are already living what you are teaching. Then there will not be anything bad 
they can say about us, about the body of Christ. That has explained everything. So if you quickly go back to our slide, Pastor, so that we can just wonder. So Paul maintained that Titus preaches by his life. He must constantly be a good example in all things. Whatever he wants his trust to be, he must first be he himself. So he must lay down as the first example while others follow. Pattern, he talks about pattern then in verse seven, which originally meant an impression by a die. You know, when they say die hard farm, you have to be like a spiritual die that will impress itself on others. And how, does, how do we know all this? By involving yourself in good works, sound doctrine, a seriousness of attitude, a sound speech, so that no one, not even the enemy, will be able to condemn because you are living that same life. So, in conclusion, just to round up, Paul admonishes Titus to be careful to practice what he preaches. He must be the same man in and out of the people. Hypocrisy in speech or conduct will ruin his ministry, so he needs to stay away. He needs to be upright in whatever he's doing. However, no man pastor, no pastor is perfect, just as no church member is perfect, but he must strive to be the best example as possible. A church will never rise any higher than its leadership. However, if you remember what pastor started all with, say by their fruit. So the fruit of the leadership of that place will determine the fruit that will be coming out from that body of Christ or from that church. I pray that the Lord will bless his word, the Lord will help us, the grace and the power and the strength to be able to, you know, add, you know plug ourselves to all this doctrinal teaching and practical admonition the Lord will grant us in Jesus' name. Mm. Uh, I think we are, our time is really far spent. Pastor, I hand over the rest to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 